Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we are going to talk about being confident. And the particular situation we're looking at is that in a performance review, perhaps, you have been told by your manager that you need more confidence. What do you do? How do you develop that? And what does it really mean in terms of a work situation? What does being more confident really mean? And in this, I am going to defer to the ultimate confidence person. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think that she has ever suffered from a lack of confidence in the workplace. <laughs> I've certainly never seen it. <laughs> Good one. I guess oh, the no, first that's thing... not true, actually. I have seen a lack of confidence in the workplace when we threatened video. Oh, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> anyway, it's not about me. What this is about is the manager saying... Okay, so you you need to be more confident. The first thing I would say is, yeah, what does that mean? And I'm not going to ask my boss that if that was me in that situation. Yeah, I I'll... think that that in all, just as a general statement, in all performance review discussions, we need, as managers, we need to remember to be accurate in our speech, to be accurate about the feedback that we're giving. And saying be more confident is entirely inaccurate. And that's true from the manager, like advice to the manager. As, As a recipient, I would want to look at, this is a perception of somebody that I value their feedback. So what is it I'm doing to make it look like I'm not confident? Some of the things that you want to look at is, am I always checking everything? Your intent might be, I want to make sure I covered everything for my boss or my colleagues or whatever. So you're forever checking. Are you constantly trying to be a good team member and a person that values others? and asking them, deferring to others to include them, but inadvertently giving the impression you don't trust your own judgment, but you're deferring to others more and you're forever checking. Are you coming across as you're trying to get everything right, not because you want to make everyone happy and get the right results, but because you're coming across like you're afraid to make a mistake? Is that how people are seeing you when your intention is different? So in that sense... Look at what you think might be the root cause or the telltales that seem to give you this lack of confidence persona. Once you you do that, and and just try and be as objective as possible, don't worry about saying, well, I wasn't trying to do that, I was just trying to include you. Don't. Just change your method. In your method, make sure that you put your hand up for more challenges, you give your view, your balanced view. I think that I think that's that. probably the thing that, that stands out for me most is about giving your view. Yeah. Because I, for me, that's where I have suffered in that I was always of the mindset in my working career is that I didn't give an opinion unless I thought it was worthwhile opinion to give and unless I thought it would contribute to the discussion that was happening. And so often I would sit in a meeting and not say anything for two hours and... In my performance reviews, I did get criticised for not contributing enough. And in some ways, that could have been seen as being not confident enough to view my opinion. So I would encourage you, regardless of what you think of your opinion, if you've got an opinion and you think it will contribute to the discussion, give it.
And and don't be afraid to know that it's at a at a stage. Your opinion is at a certain stage, and that can develop, and it can be either you change your opinion after you get more information and fact, or you build on it, or you shape it. And that the shaping of it is where you go to do all those other things that you did, which is the inclusion of others by confidently saying what you think but be open to listen to others and then do your research etc mm-hmm. so I guess it's it's what is the behaviors that you are doing that will give the impression you're lacking confidence and then address them the other thing is is to have a real good look and be honest are you lacking confidence are you having doubts about your ability in that role or in contributing at a certain meeting or whatever. If that's the case, it will come through. It will come through because if you don't see yourself as good enough or ready enough or important enough as everyone else, then it will come through. How do you deal with that? Okay, How you deal with that is try to get more knowledge about whatever you're doing. Try to figure out what if I did this and something went wrong? What would be your strategy to fix anything that went wrong? In, knowledge comes in many, many ways. You're learning from others, you're doing research, you go to training, whatever that is, that will in itself will give you heaps of confidence because what you're doing is you're learning more about what you're talking about. And then you listen to others and see the presentation. Your body language, etc., Kim is the expert on speaking in public and Kim covers it in so many ways about how important that is. The eye contact, the body language, etc. that will give the appearance of... It reflects the confidence, not give the appearance, rather than be looking for others to speak for you or for the, the topic. Make a good impression in the first place is, is very, very important. So that impression can be by what you said by how you handled objections, by how you actually responded to someone who was not in agreement with your view. Again, that will show your ability to be confident even though you are in a disagreed position. The issue for me in all of this is the looking at yourself. So I think the exercise needs to be that you've been told this information, you have sought clarification, that word again, of of what that actually means in terms of the assessment that's being given. So write it down. As you're being told, write it down because it stops you thinking about it in that moment and trying to justify it, as Poliana has said. It's not about justifying why you do what you do and how that perception has led to this assessment. It's about getting the facts, getting the, the impressions that you are giving out and understanding then going away from that situation and understanding that these behaviours are giving this impression So what behaviour can I replace that with to give a different impression? And if you need to talk that through with someone, that's probably a good thing to do because your behaviours have developed over time to suit who you are and how you like to work. And changing those, like changing any behaviour, whether it's an addictive behaviour or or anything else, takes time, takes effort, takes knowledge. So you need to identify the behaviours 
identify why you do those in certain situations. Talk to others that can help you think through those situations and give you alternative ways of looking at those situations and dealing with those situations. Come up with some options yourself. Write it all down. And, and for me, the writing down is the thing that, that helps me to sort it all through and then I can get all the bits of paper. And I would often do it on what we used to call file cards. So they're about the size of, bits of paper about the size of your mobile phone. And that's what I use for writing speeches as well, so I've always got plenty of them. I'm old school, I'll write things down. But the heart of writing things down is you're actually focusing on that idea because you've got to spell out the words and do all of that, and there's a whole neuro-linguistic theory behind it. But it does help a certain range of people to actually physically write down things to help them work through a situation. So I would write down behaviours on one set of cards, what I do for those situations, so what my reaction is to that and then what the impression is that's creating. And then I would have a different coloured set of cards that looked at those behaviours or those situations and thought about alternative ways of addressing them that I would be comfortable with, but not always ones that I would be comfortable with because sometimes you have to grow. If you're being told this as part of a way of developing you, then you are going to have to grow. So you're going to have to be uncomfortable at some point in this growth cycle. And that's a good thing because it does mean that you're growing. It does mean that you're moving beyond your comfort zone. It means that you are capable of more. It means that you are recognising that you are capable of more. So let's have the growth recognised. Let's acknowledge that that's going to happen and let's just work on that growth cycle so that the next time it comes around that you, your manager says to you, it's time for us to sit down and let's do an assessment and see where you are, or it comes up in conversation or whatever, you can ask, you can say, am I improving? Do you feel that my confidence level is better than it was three months ago, six months ago, whatever? Get that feedback. Because if it's not happening and you've done all these things, then you've got to rethink again. Don't let the situation go on until the next time you get told that information because if you let it go 12 months or 18 months and they say I know you're still not confident enough you think well I've done all of these things and that's made no difference what's the point so don't allow yourself to be lulled into a sense of I've done the work and so it must be getting better make sure that the person who assessed you in the first place or someone who is in an assessing position of that kind can help you on this path can help the growth. When you're doing that, I think it's really important to make it easier for the person who gave you the first lot of feedback and now, as Kim said, when you're checking where you're at. Make it easier for both of you and try to identify it's too wide, the confidence thing. So mm-hmm. are you appearing more confident when it's a one-on-one situation? Yeah. Is there, Are you more confident when you're talking to your team are you more confident is it you you appear to be less confident when you called into a super senior management meeting or to present at a board level if you look at all of what is the environment and how do you perform it do you perform differently on the confidence level in different environments that will help you identify even more and so the the person giving you the feedback master I definitely so. You you never had tr- trouble with your confidence talking to me one on one. You seem pretty good. 
when you're talking to the team in relation to your, you know, the area that you run, that's really good. But when we ask you, when you're at a meeting, a cross-division meeting, in a cross-functional sense, that's, there is a difference, or when you're at senior management. That information is valuable because then you can tailor your behaviour and solution to suit that. It's also valuable in terms of you and your career because if you know and you've had assessed that these are situations where you are more or less confident, you can choose to be a part of those or not or find some other solution or find someone else in your team or someone else that can do those things on behalf of you or the team. No one person is indispensable. No one person has to do everything in an organisation. So know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and in knowing your weaknesses, know how you can turn those into opportunities for yourself or for others in the team, and that will help you to manage your path, your career path, and and manage your expectations of the roles that you would like to play or the roles that you would like to create for yourself within an organisation. The other thing is it might be that you are confident, you have the knowledge, but you're not communicating. Maybe it's just your communication. <laughs> and and the more you find out, the more you'll be able to address it. So maybe by you not saying what you're thinking or by you not saying the details of what you're thinking, then the people will think you only stopped at a certain point because you lacked confidence in your or conviction in what you're about to say. On the other hand, it might be that you're looking at something and you went into the detail and didn't stay high level enough at a certain meeting. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a more learning about yourself and the situational analysis that you'll be doing in by finding out information. So then you can be aware of it. That's all you probably need to do. And the first and biggest step is to have that statement of confidence clarified so that you know exactly what it is in accurate terms, that measurable terms, so that you can address that issue. I think that's all before the building falls down around us. We've just got a very noisy group beside us in, in one of the rooms in the library. So we'll finish the recording here. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.